You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Had our draft day special this morning, but now we are back to break down the first pick for the Pirates in the 2022 MLB First Year Player Draft. It was number four overall this year. We had number one last season, but the Pirates feeling like they got a guy with number one stock, number one potential. Termar Johnson will be a Pittsburgh Pirate, uh, you know, barring that he signs and, and everything goes well here in the coming weeks. But what a pick, gentlemen. This is a guy that had even slid to the betting favorite on certain Vegas sites this morning. A guy that easily could have gone number one to the Orioles. Uh, you know, one of the, maybe the most steady high school bats in the draft, middle infield. And I know, uh, you know, positionally, we might be, be talking about a few different positions here for Termar Johnson. But uh, as we get into it tonight, guys, just your thoughts, your your first take here is Termar Johnson will now be a Pittsburgh Pirate. Uh, I mean, the Pirates got probably the best – pure hitter on the board. Uh, so it's hard to be disappointed in that, you know, I'm, I'm very excited um, about the pick. We talked about it on our last show, uh, you know, leading up to the draft that there was being a lot of dots connected to uh, those two sides meeting. And, you know, it's actually interesting on MLB network. They right before the first pick was um, announced, they said they saw Johnson get a phone call and walk away. And I obviously then, you know, the first pick happened and I looked at my wife and I said, I bet you that was the pirates because when they found out he wasn't going to the Orioles, they knew he probably wasn't going those next two picks and, you know, probably was right. I mean, and, you know, just a dynamic guy, you know, you can see that in his personality already, like just checks all the boxes. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I felt coming into the draft, obviously drew Jones. I, I feel like most people would agree was the best, probably overall talent, highest ceiling in this draft. 
But I had Jamar Johnson as my number two player on the board. And, you know, I, I said it earlier in the day on Sunday on Twitter when it really looked like Johnson was going to – was getting connected to the Pirates. I said, if, if they can land Johnson, I'll be over the moon. And that's exactly what happened. You know, it, it's a great pick for the Pirates. Like Nick said, you're, you're talking probably the best pure hitter in the draft. Um, and, and, you know, Kylie McDaniel on ESPN was saying right before Baltimore picked – that in the last five to 10 minutes, he was hearing a lot of Jamar Johnson's number one overall pick. And he compared that very similar to what happened last year with Henry Davis. So it did seem for a second that maybe Johnson was going to kind of pop up out of nowhere and go number one overall, but he didn't. And once, once Baltimore made their pick, I got excited because Texas had long been tied to taking a college bat and they went to college route, not the route anyone expected. But I knew at that point that one of Tamar Johnson or Drew Jones was going to be on the board there at number four. Like I said, in my opinion, Johnson is the second highest ceiling in this draft behind Jones just a tremendous pick for the Pirates and hey it'll be it'll be a lot of fun in a couple of years watching six foot seven O'Neill Cruz and five foot eight Tamar Johnson teaming up to turn six four three double plays he's a left-handed bat you know it that just again we're seeing how that can be a game changer for the Pirates at, at playing at home so you know that's just another little thing that you know just adds to it the upside of his offensive potential. Um, like Marty said, outside of Drew Jones, but honestly, I think Drew Jones just had more of the overall package, right? Like Tamar Johnson, they're, they're calling him one of the best hitters they've ever scouted in the last decade. Like very excited to see what this kid can do. Yeah, no question. I mean, it is an extremely exciting pick here. Uh, the Pirates do get him at number four. It feels kind of like last year. Marcelo Myers slid to four. Yeah. Uh, Red Sox were able to get him there. Um, you know, and this is a kid, too, that we know will be able to, to move through the organization rather quickly compared to a lot of these high school bats. When do we expect to get our first taste of Jermar Johnson at the big league level? And, you know, position-wise, where do you guys expect him to start? Is second base the long-term role there? You know, first and foremost, we got to get him signed. So. Yeah. You know, don't, but he also seems very, um, you know, willing, ready to sign. Like I said, it looked like he got a phone call. So probably a deal already worked out. May, Jonathan Mayo of MLB Pipeline actually mentioned that in his uh, mock draft that, you know, he heard they were potentially ta- cutting a deal. So, you know, that could be a really good thing also for the Pirates as, you know, this draft continues. Uh, in terms of Johnson's upside, you know, you're looking, they draft him as a shortstop, but we know the Pirates have plenty of other players who can who can play shortstop, you know. So they're going to put him there probably to start because just because of the position and to get to see what they have in him, you know. But eventually, you know, they'll probably move him to second base um, and kind of go from there. Uh, you know, I think he could probably shift into the outfield if needed, the athleticism. Not sure in terms of the arm, um, you know, it, but at the end of the day, it's just about getting that bad in the lineup. So, yeah. And what, one other thing, too, with the shortstop conversation. You know, and Jeff Passan interviewed him on ESPN. He said to him, I said, you know, you're, you're going to join a really talented infield that already has Key Brian Hayes and O'Neill Cruz in it. Where do you see yourself? Do you think wide up second base? And he made no fans or butts about it. He wants to play shortstop, which is good to see. It's good to see them have that drive, have that motivation. 
Now, he also then came back and said, most importantly, I want to win a World Series ring and I would do whatever the team wants me to do to help us win that ring. But he he personally wants to stick it short. And, you know, that that's not a bad thing to have a guy want to have that desire. Like, look at Starling Marte coming through the minors, was always a center fielder, always a great center fielder. And then when he got to the majors, moved to left field for Andrew McCutcheon and took it in stride. So it seems like we could see a very similar situation there shake out with Johnson and O'Neill Cruz. That's kind of what um, the Braves did with Albies also because they had Swanson. So then Albies was always a shortstop prospect, and then they moved them to second. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a path that has worked. And, you know, like you said, it's a bridge you cross when you have to. Right now in the lower minors, there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him to to play shortstop, get those reps at shortstop. And, um, you know, like Marty said, it sounds like, you know, he's going to do everything he can to be the best fielder possible. So whether it's at shortstop or second base down the road, you know, hopefully this, you know, his he puts in the work like he's saying and it pays off. Can you imagine that infield if he does – Become the second base, and you have Key Bryan at third, O'Neill Cruz at shortstop, Termar Johnson, then you know maybe Henry Davis moves to first base. Uh, you know, even if he's the catcher in that situation, Andy Rodriguez, whoever. Let's just say Horton. Yeah, let's let's see. We got to keep you updated as well as uh, as we continue through the draft. Kate Horton goes at number seven to the Cubs. Jacob Berry went at number six to the Marlins. We're seeing a few guys slide up here uh, in the Nationals at number five. Took Elijah Green as well. Um, no, I just can't can't explain how excited I am about this pick. And I know Pirates fans everywhere are excited. And Marty had it. I mean, he texted us this morning when we woke up, um, you know, told us he wouldn't be able to make our preview episode, but said, Termar Johnson is my pick. Um, so Marty looked into his crystal ball on that one. But it's been a weird start to this draft, guys. I mean, it's been exciting. It's been fun. Jackson Holiday, the son of Matt Holiday, goes number one overall. Um, you know, and then we see Drew Jones, obviously fingers crossed for a couple a couple picks there, at least that Drew Jones would slide a little bit. Um, and then the Rangers stun everybody and ended up taking Kumar Rocker. Let's talk about the first pick and then kind of work down the list. Uh, you know what led up to the Pirates taking Termar Johnson at number four. Uh, Marty, to get us started, just kind of your thoughts on on Holiday going to number one overall. Definitely was surprised. I expected Drew Jones to go number one overall. And if not Drew Jones, like we said, Tamar Johnson. Interesting pick for the Orioles. Obviously, tremendous pedigree there and tremendous genes with his dad. Um, and he comes from just one of the best baseball families in America. So the the, the skill set, the work ethic, the know-how, all of that is definitely there with Jackson Holiday. But, yeah, that, that pick surprised me a little bit. But, you know, you, you look at how good of a job the Orioles have done in recent years of really building that farm system back up. And now we're seeing the major league level. Mike Elias, their general manager, worked in Houston's front office during their rebuild. So it's a front office that knows what they're doing. So even though it was a bit of a uh, – out of left field a little bit as a pick, it's it's tough to criticize or question that front office right now too much. Yeah, you know, uh, Holiday, I was surprised too. I didn't, I didn't think he was going to be in play at one. I thought – I didn't think he would be there for the Pirates at four. Uh, but it really didn't – it seemed, you know, more likely at two or three potentially. I know you were saying Texas being connected to college, but I think it was one of those if people were assuming if Holiday was there, they wouldn't be able to pass on. If the Orioles went college, 
one overall, which, you know, some people thought was in play, but uh, instead they went with holiday and, you know, they said it best on, on the network here. They, you know, mentioned that he, the Orioles have done a really good job of putting together their uh, farm system. And, you know, they were in a position to take the, who they thought was the best peer player in the draft. And, you know, it's hard to argue with the pedigree of, of him. So, you know, uh, I think the Orioles, you know, got the player they wanted and, you know, definitely someone that, you know, I would have been just as excited about if we would have got at four. Yeah. Would have been a fine pick at number four. Uh, obviously Drew Jones was kind of the chip that I think everybody wanted to see slide down to that number four slot. He went at number two uh, and then number three, the, the Rangers got on the board there. And this is, you know, when, as Pirates fans, I think we, we knew that we would probably see somebody a bit older, probably a college guy, uh, you know, Kumar Rocker, now done with college, played indie ball this past year, uh, this, this summer currently, really, and played in five games there. Did well and looked dominant. Did not expect this, though, of course, as we saw Jeff Passan tweet about two or three minutes before the pick that the Rangers may do something shocking, um, you know, and that Kumar was probably going to go a lot higher than we were originally expecting him to. Uh, he does, obviously, at number three. What was your guys' first thoughts as, as you saw this pick come in? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I saw that pass and tweet. I sent it to you guys, and I was like, is it the Pirates? Because, like, we were looking at them last year so heavily. I was like, I really, I really kind of hope not because I was like, maybe at 36 – yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about it again before the draft. Very polarizing talent. You know, he Fangraphs had him at number 60 on their board. Yeah, and then he goes number three overall. So it's crazy. You know, they mentioned how that Texas probably, you know, obviously had a good rapport with him after being on lighter all last year as well. So I think it's a good fit for him. And, you know, I'm happy for for him after going through what he went through last year with the Mets. Um, so, but I was, yeah, I was very surprised. And, um, you know, I, I like those kind of surprises in the draft because it, it just pushes uh, other players down the board, hopefully. <laughs> it was certainly a surprise. Um, I did not expect Kumar Rocker to go that high at all. It's definitely a gamble by Texas. There's there's still a lot of questions about that shoulder and about his medicals. Um, good for him, though. You know, after everything that happened last year, went from, it, what, two years ago at this time, we were talking about him probably slam dunk number one overall pick in last year's draft. So to go from that to not even be able to get a deal done coming out of the draft due to concerns about your health and various other things, you know, good for him to see him land in a spot where – you know, even if that shoulder isn't there, even if things don't work out for him on the baseball side of things, the the guy's going to have a degree from Vanderbilt and a couple million dollar signing bonus setting in the bank. So he'll he'll still be he and his family will still be taken care of moving forward. So good. Always good to see that happen. Yeah, it was cool. You know, it was a really cool moment. Just kind of his story, his journey, like you guys are talking about, uh, you know, it comes full circle here. He does go number three. Still going to be interested to see what he signs for, what that looks like now, um, you know, in his evaluations and everything. Round two here for Kumar, but he does go number three. That uh, made Termar Johnson available, and the Pirates make the pick there. Really somewhat of an obvious choice. Um, you know, I think somebody said that in our group message even. This was the right choice at number four. He was around 
uh, you know, and he had been mocked up so high. And, and um, you know, just watch the tape. This kid's hands are unbelievable. I think Raphael Devers is kind of the most, um, you know, prevalent cop we're seeing to this point. But as, as we kind of wrap it up here on this first pick for the Pirates, early first round, your guys' overall thoughts and, um, you know, just kind of a preview of the rest of this first round and into that that uh, competitive balanced round, um, you know, where the Pirates will be picking a number 36 now with their second selection. One more thing I'll add on Johnson. He just wrapped up his first, like, quick little media session or whatever since being drafted. And when he was asked what the Pirates are getting in in him, he said they're getting the best player in the draft in a ring. So uh, let's go, baby. I'm, I, I am fully aboard the Tamar Johnson train already. But, no, uh, moving forward, you know, it'll be curious to see the Pirates at 36. I would not be surprised at all to see them go college arm there. Um, Charrington has always, since he's been in Pittsburgh, has liked – college arms as we saw in his first draft um some of the older guys now last year obviously kind of bucked that trend a little bit but i wouldn't be surprised at all to see the pirates go college armor 36 especially taking johnson here you know you're not johnson's not necessarily an overslot guy at four but he's not gonna be cheap to sign either you go college arm at 36 maybe underslot it there a little bit and give yourself some more money to play with going into the day tomorrow that's exactly what we talked about on our pre-show. You know, as if if we went prep at four, that you know they might have to go a little um, and save a little on that pick at thirty-six. Um, you know, if they want to be aggressive with their later picks um, on day two. So I, I'm right there with you, Marty. Um, I think a, a college arm is very likely. There's a lot of college arms that are projected in that range. But, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we see Kumar Rocker go at number three, and I thought he would be one of the ones at 36. So you just don't know what else uh, is in store for the rest of this first round and who might slide down the board. So it's uh, definitely exciting. It's a great start to the the draft after, like, you know, having such a strong draft last year. Um, You know, I'm really, really liking what they're putting together. And it's just, you know, it's a little, it's a little funny because everyone was very much set on Mayer last year and criticized the Davis pick at first. And they end up getting, you know, a, a middle infielder who might be a better, you know, according to them is a better pure hitter than Mayer. So, uh, yeah, uh, so far so good. It is exciting. It, it's a fun pick at number four there. Like you said, just such a pure hitter. And a guy that we hope can move through the minors correctly if he's signed. Got to wait on that contract to be signed up here. But we're going to keep you updated on that. We, of course, are going to keep you updated throughout the rest of this draft. We'll come back and kind of recap like we've done here for that competitive balance round. Second, third, and so on. Uh, but the Pirates, like Tremar Johnson at number four overall. For Marty Leap and Nick Caparoso, my name is Trey Andy. Guys, go to rumbunter.com and check out the articles we got going right now on the MLB Draft on Termar Johnson, and everything else going on Pirates uh, in the world of Pirates baseball as well. Uh, you know, it doesn't even feel like they had a game today on days like these, but they did get a win over the Rockies. We're going to have regular episodes to recap all that stuff coming up here in, in the next few weeks as well, so stick with us and follow us on Twitter at Rumbuncher. The MLB Draft is in full session now. Termar Johnson is a Pittsburgh Pirate to be. Have a great night, everybody. Let's go Bucks.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.